Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to episode number six of the Raptors 2K podcast brought to you by Uber Eats. I know it's been a minute, but we are back in the saddle. I got my boy Shane with me. Shane, talk to me, player. What you been up to? Man, it's crazy we're only on episode six. It's been uh, too long since we got back to do this, but uh, I know the team's have been busy. The Raptors Uprising have been up to a lot of things. They moved into a new facility. It's a whole yep. new format for the NBA 2K League this year, but man, it, it feels like there's kind of too much to catch up on. Um, but in the meantime, man, yeah, what I've been up to, I've been working with uh, the guys over at AMP. So I think uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm not with Raptors Uprising full-time anymore, still staying on board as an advisor and doing things like this podcast with them. But full-time, I'm, I'm working with uh, the brilliant creatives over at AMP, just a hilarious group of guys. It's been a few months now. It's It's been a ton of fun. We just got back from a crazy road trip uh, where we flew to LA, got in an RV, drove into the desert, and then ended up in Vegas where we were doing a flag football game versus FaZe Clan uh, as part of a thing with the NFL, which we first did at Super Bowl, and then it went so well they wanted to bring us back and do it again at draft. And proud to announce that we are now 2-0 and in that series, so we've gotten both of the dubs over FaZe. Uh, but you too, man. I've seen you've been up to a lot of stuff. You're working with NRG behind the scenes, and uh, I just saw you're a feature creator uh, at the upcoming DreamHack. So yeah, what have you been up to? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, you hit the nail right on there. I'm, you know what I really am up to? I'm waiting for an invite to one of those flag football games. But we'll, we'll discuss that. <laughs> we'll discuss that down the road. Not worry about that. But yeah, man. Well, I, you're I out there. So next time we're in L.A., we're going to hit you up. We'll bring you in. Please do. Please do. I, I love sports. You already know that. I mean, hell, we talk about it all the time. And um, But for me, yeah, NRG is just the, definitely the big move I've made. Had a lot of fun working with them, like both on and off the camera, uh, especially uh, the most recent, recent thing I'm excited for is I actually just watched Doctor Strange. So you know, I, that, that kind of gives you an idea of the excitement levels in my life. But you know what? I'm living a good one so far, so I got no complaints, my man. I got no complaints. I'm seeing the chatter on the timeline about Doctor Strange. It seems like the, the script is uh, is crazy and off the wall. I saw Dr. Disrespect's comment and Davis, uh, who's in AMP, he's a huge Marvel head. We're kind of battling a little bit right now because I was a big Marvel guy. I kind of feel like Marvel's fallen off. Maybe for me, and maybe Ooh. I'm just getting too old. Maybe I'm getting too old, but I love the new Batman. It's crazy because you know, years ago, if you told me that you know Shane in 2022 would be saying DC over Marvel, I'd say you're crazy. Mm -hmm. Like something drastic had to have happened. But I just right. thought the new Batman was an absolute masterpiece. And uh, I feel like the Marvel stuff is getting a little bit kind of played out for me. You know what? That's fair. You know, as you age and you mature, you kind of fall out of things, fall into new things. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get it. One thing that is consistent, though, is we always have a good time on this podcast. And uh, I think that will hold true uh, for our guests whom we have uh, coming up momentarily. But before that, Shane, we have to do it, man. What is the order for Uber Eats today? Oh, yeah, I forgot because it's been so long. Uh, Uber treats us to lunch every time we do this podcast. And yes, uh, as I always say, I'm an avid and regular user of Uber Eats anyway. We got to talk about the Uber Pass. You know, you get the Uber Pass, you save money on every order, you get free delivery. It pays itself off multiple times over. It's also very smart because they got to get you to that minimum checkout. And so I know that there's uh, you know, some intentional strategy behind it. But hey, it works for me. I'm always looking at it. I'm like, hey, if I add one more dollar, I save four dollars. So it just makes sense that I'm going to go in like add a Gatorade to my order yep. or something along those lines. I think today, so tomorrow I actually have an engagement party. I've been trying to uh, be light on my oh, feet right. this week. So I'm looking good for the photos. So I'm going to order a salad <laughs> from my favorite Mediterranean restaurant. I'm going to get myself a, a Greek salad with chicken. What about you? I am going to get these anti-gravity noodles 
uh, that this little Asian <laughs> shop like two blocks away. I've never heard crazy. a more LA order than anti gravity noodles. You know, they're I don't know what's happening to me, Shane. I don't know what's happening. I don't like it, but damn it, I'm going to embrace it. Okay, because that's where we are. That's that sounds bougie. Sounds like some it bougie is, it noodles. Is bougie. It is. It is yeah, a little we, bougie. It, so, yeah. We were talking uh, before this, so you're you're a feature creator at upcoming DreamHack in Dallas. You mentioned you know, mm-hmm. it's your first time going to Dallas. Uh, I've done DreamHack in Austin and, and a couple other cities in the U.S., but I was telling you, so for those of you who don't know, DreamHack is this LAN event, uh, like a BYOC, bring your own computer LAN event that started off in Sweden in a little town called Jönköping. Uh, it's basically like a university town. So for those of you from Toronto, uh, you know, think of like London, Ontario, right, where there's a lot going on, but it's still, it's not Toronto, right? And it's, it's you know, a little bit removed. You got to you know, kind of drive quite a ways to get there. That would be the equivalent of Yonshiping. And so Yonshiping does not have the hotel infrastructure to support all of the thousands of people that that go to DreamHack. I went there. I was working for a esports betting company called Unicorn, and we were there doing promotion. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, I walked in, and it was like you know, a fantasy for, for kid Shane, for young Shane. It's everyone <laughs> is at, it's, it's, it's these concourse halls and it's this old building, right? Like the, if, it's kind of one of those things, like if these walls could speak, you've got these exposed beam rafters um, and the, the, the sort of like curved roofs and they're like airport hangers. And I don't know how many of them there are, but it feels like there's at least like four of them. And everyone has like a stage and there's like live music performances, but then it's just rows and rows of thousands of kids sitting at their own, you know, stations with their own computers. And most of them get really, really creative. They bring in like LED lights. I saw one group of kids, they brought in probably like 10 beanbags and they kind of arranged them in a way where they created like a beanbag igloo and then they put a mattress inside. So it's like, you're kind of gaming 24 hours a day, but whenever you want to take a break, you know, one of them will go crash and have a nap, you know, inside uh, of the igloo that they had created. So it's just this like magical, awesome experience and it's open 24 seven. So it doesn't matter what time of night you go through there. And because there's so few hotels, most people choose to just literally sleep at their gaming station so it's yes, got this really magical vibe and uh yeah that's kind of what gave dreamhack it's it's whole uh allure i guess yeah i don't know what's magical about not having a hotel sometimes though all right because yeah, listen i got a shiny a shower every day but that's just me you know when you're in the thick of things with the gaming i get it okay I get like it, you right? said when you get older you know things start to change but when you're a kid your bones are rubber and you can sleep on a floor and bounce up the next day and just put in another 12 hours of gaming that's what it is, man. But I mean, we're talking about putting hours in the gaming. I think that's the perfect segue to our next uh, point here for the podcast. Obviously, we like to talk to some interesting folks. And who better than some current members of the Raptors 2K roster? So without further ado, Fanta and Saint, if you're on the line, we'd love to bring you in, brothers. How are you feeling today? What's going on? I'm feeling great. <clears throat> Yeah, long overdue, guys. Uh, obviously, we would have loved to have uh, done this before the season and, you know, gotten uh, a take on on how boot camp is going and whatnot. But, you know, now here we are more part more, more well into the season and, and we have some results to look at. You know, shout out to the guys. You made the first land tournament in fives. Uh, and I know things were looking really good. And, you know, it was a first round exit. It was a round of 16 exit from from that fives tournament. But you lost to the eventual uh, you know second place team. Right. So it's it, there's always a little bit of a silver lining in my mind when when the team that you lose to ends up going all the way to the finals. And I can tell you more times than I can count. That's been, you know, the case for me uh, with Raptors Uprising is, you know, if we had an early exit from the tournament, ended up being the champion 
champion or, or at least the team that made it to the finals. And, uh, you know, again, you don't want to see them win. You want to be in their shoes, but there's always a little bit of a silver lining there for you. So, uh, yeah, why don't you guys, you know, start off just, you know, what's it been like being, uh, you know, in Toronto and, and, and on Raptors Uprising here in the season? For me, it's, uh, it's different. Um, from the States, uh, coming coming from, uh, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I was in Minnesota for two seasons, but uh, I actually like, like Toronto, um, like the food, uh, like the overall atmosphere and environment. And I also love the organization. Uh, like, look out for us, make sure we got everything we need. So, like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't like like it any, even more. Um, On Toronto, have you been out? Have you uh, experienced King Street yet? Oh yeah, I've been out a few times. Um, it's a, it's some nice. It's 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 like nice nightlife and um. Yes, I like it. It's overall, I like it. It's overall good. I like a good place. You kind of nailed it for me. If I think about Toronto being born and raised from here, it's like great nightlife, great sports city, great food. That's kind of what we're strongest in, I would say. Oh, yeah. as a, great as a food. I've been to Toronto. That food is mid. I'm sorry. That's, oh, no, that's he's, 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 he's crazy. He hasn't been to the right places. Yeah, that's all That's all it is. That's what uh, <clears throat> some guys are telling me. I'm like, oh, I got out here. I, I like I like the, the places I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have, so. Pretty much oh, okay. the, same, well, the I, same stuff. I'm, I'm probably just not hip yet. I'm a little older too, so I, I yeah. Hit me up next time you're in town, Phil. We'll get you straight. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's it's because we're so multicultural. You know, we we have this like amazing pocket of Italian restaurants, amazing you know whatever whatever genre of culture of food you're looking for, Toronto's got it because we're such a multicultural city. Right. What about you, Fanta? How about how's you, Fanta? uh yeah? Uh, how's Toronto? Yeah, how's how's the start to the season been oh. for you? We'll we'll talk about oh, England yeah. after, but oh yeah. So for me, basic for me personally, I'm from San Francisco, California, so I'm like super used to the city life. So mm-hmm. I feel like kind of any other any other location for me would have been like super odd and fell off to me. But honestly, Toronto is like so fire that like the organization has us in beautiful apartments in Liberty Village, which is really a nice a nice place in a uh, Toronto. So there's always things going on, people walking their dogs. If there's ever a game going on, you see everybody walking with their jerseys. Like the atmosphere of Toronto is just like kind of the most supportive atmosphere I've ever seen. They're, they are diehard for their sports team. I'm talking hockey, even their football league, like everything. Don't even get me started on basketball. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, and and that's all right kind of by where we live. So it's like every time there's something going on, like you can feel that something's going on. And I feel like the only thing I could really knock on Toronto is I miss this. I miss the California weather more than anything. But <laughs> nice. I did hear I did hear that it's warming up, and we got here just we got a little bit of the coldness, but it's about to warm up. So I can't wait for it to warm up because I've seen a couple nice days. Everybody gets outside. Everybody's outside. Like Saint said, the nightlife is great. We've been out a couple times. It's it's definitely super fun. But. Um, yeah, I just can't wait for during the day to just have a nice day and everybody's outside doing stuff. Yeah, we, we get both extremes. It goes from incredibly cold to incredibly hot and humid in the middle of the summer. When it gets really hot and humid, uh, I usually go uh, on the weekends over to uh, Wards Island. It's just a little ferry across, shuttle across. Uh, and usually people are out there with their with their sea dews, their jet skis and stuff. And it's a good place to just kind of hang out for the day on the beach. I know it seems strange to talk about beaches in Toronto, but we do actually have a couple of them. Uh, and you can get in the water out there. 
Yeah, I know. We never expected. And and hey, sh- shout out to the to Raptors Uprising for for the condo situation. You know, that was something we've been talking about for years while I was there. You know, the Bell Five House was this amazing strategic kind of game changer for us. It was great in the beginning in the early days, especially when we had the whole um, like still trail crew, you know, kind of living in the house. But over time, we started to realize that you know we had to put a really strong emphasis on how well people would fit together outside of the game. You know, not just chemistry in game, but outside of the game as well. And mm-hmm. it's started to eliminate some options i think as far as roster building goes and you know i think that the whole industry kind of went through an evolution where it started off in gaming houses and then it's moved to more of a traditional kind of work life uh you know balance model and uh yeah i mean as you guys pointed out liberty village is beautiful and those condos aren't cheap so you know respect to to the organization for stepping up and putting you guys in those things because it's a great place to live oh yeah i definitely love love the condos Uh, everything we need in them like and it's located like right like like got everything you need like grocery stores food anything uh yeah, I mean, Kenny got work imagine. showing you the ropes oh go ahead Phil no I was gonna say I would imagine like convenience is like a, a big thing especially since like uh, one thing for the league for me anyway it's, it's definitely it's changed a lot right because I was on seasons one and two um but like y'all just it seems like a, the majority or the bulk of like the competition now is just still, you know, online. You know, is it still like is it still like virtual virtual studio or is it like more in person? Like, how's the split this year? Um, this year, this year is different. Uh, last year, uh, it was virtual into the playoffs. Uh, mm-hmm. This year, it's kind of like a um, like a play in, and if you win, like so, first tournament, which tip off. Uh, it, it was you win you win in the play you win your playing games like four games five games something like that but you win those games and then you go out to Indiana it's a new facility nice facility uh that the league got it that's the central uh like hub for the league this year um is in Indianapolis but uh yep. yeah it's, so if you win if you win your playing games you make it to it uh we we was able to get there in the tip off and it's it's nice it's nice overall but it's you can tell they're, they're trying to get back into some of the in-person, um, in-person events and stuff. You just got to make it there. Yeah, it seemed like I love it's the qualifier. Yeah, I was just gonna say I love the dual stage setup they have. They got this really cool kind of you know one pot of five or one like cake top stage on one side and then another cake top stage on the other side. Super smart because now they're kind of staggering the game. So you've got two games going yeah. simultaneously, but you don't have this like long turnover time, right? So it feels like they're kind of starting one game halfway through the other game, uh, and it creates a good balance. I found the viewer experience from the tournament to be like better than ever. There was no time kind of waiting in between games for that turnover. Uh, so that's really cool. I don't know what did, question actually, because this was on my mind when I saw the stage. Is there any kind of like noise pollution? Like, is there any issue with hearing the other game going on when like the team gets loud and you're kind of in your on your side? Nah, so it's, it's crazy because uh, last year, last year for the playoffs, that was the first year that they uh, that they did the double um, the double stage, right? Uh, like one through one through one through two, like season one and two, it was like one stage, right? For the yep. most part, yeah. That's so, it. like last year for the playoffs, they uh they did the the double stage uh, and you really couldn't hear anything. This year we went. This year it's like you really, like you can't you can't. You know, only way you hear the other team is if you almost take your your headset off or if you like pandas. Honestly, so <laughs> literally, those Astro A fifties that they have set up there is like complete noise cancellation. You don't hear a thing. Like you can barely even hear yourself or your teammates. Like. 
you literally have to just like turn the mix amp to just like teammates and it is literally blocks out everything like I watched the stream back. I'm hearing players that were playing against saying certain things. I'm like, damn, I wish I would have heard him say that because the mics are just so like noise cancellated. Like, I just wish like you just you literally will not hear the people you're sitting across from yelling and saying. Oh, crazy. even the opponent on your stage. Crazy. No, you won't hear. Oh, yeah, you like, can't. Unless you pull one ear off like this to chat yeah. with them, you're not going to hear nothing. Is that affect, affecting the banter? We were always known for having like the best banter in esports. I would say, are the are the chirps getting less reactive? Um, you know, I chat a little bit, so I mean, <laughs> I like to stand up, and make eye contact. So it's like trying to make that <laughs> eye contact with them. So trying to make the sure they hear them. me. Yeah, trying to make sure they hear me. So yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it it just depends. Like for the most part, if it's something you don't want to hear, you just just ignore it. Most guys, if you look at them, like you look over, you just staring at them. They eventually look at you like, huh, huh, like, and then you, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying, whatever. Yeah, you gotta say when you put the pressure on. Yeah, that's one of the things I really, I really liked about the league back in the day was just like being face to face on the on the cake top stage. So I'm glad they kind of brought it back. They doubled it up a little bit. Um, I still, I still await the day when all your competitions will be in person. I still think that is uh, is the best personally. So everybody gets the good stage yeah. experience. But I'm glad it's kind of on the right track. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, heading in the right direction. Do you, do you guys feel a latency difference? Crazy. Yeah, oh, I know. Huge. Do you guys feel a latency difference between, like, online That's versus on stages? biggest yeah. thing for me that I really love about LAN event. Like, yeah, cool. Like, see the people you're playing. Be able to chat back and forth, whatever. Like, I don't really care about that. I'm out, I'm out there. I was so excited. I was so frustrated. It was only a best of one because that game felt so good. It was like no latency at all like everything felt perfect everything felt great you know what i mean so that's definitely a huge difference it definitely has an impact for sure on uh even playing some of these play-ins even playing some of these play-in tourneys uh i could definitely feel a difference playing out here in toronto and when we were in indiana like scrimming other indiana teams like it still kind of feels a lot better than uh playing back home uh out here in toronto but obviously if i had to choose one it would definitely be to i wouldn't want to be at one of those teams in indiana so i'm super glad that the org stayed out here in toronto regardless of the latency it's still playable plus the living plus the city it is just like you can't ask for a better spot to be yeah that's a good segue we like to keep it a buck here uh you know play it straight and, and give people honest takes so oh, yeah. what's it like for the teams yeah. that are living in the central hub Hey, I talked to. I'll oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, uh, I talked to some guys. Some guys don't like it. Like, um, they don't like the city, Indiana. But it's like it's convenient. Um, like you there, you ain't got to take the long flights. Uh, some teams will have to take multiple flights. You know, like get there. But uh, yeah. So I mean, I wouldn't have liked to be there. But some guys also like it because, like, they're around everybody. So you can like. They can interact with with somebody with somebody every day, whereas like being in like a new city, like you don't really know like know many people, on, and some guys not not people like people like like a people person. So like uh, like they like some guys like it, some guys don't. Um, me personally, I like I like being out here in Toronto, uh, being away, with fresh sense of, like like be able to just go back and. Not if like say we lose, like go home and just not see nobody. I don't want to go back and have to go through like a lobby or anything. Go just go home. <laughs> my, my mind, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's oh, terrible. Man. 
the walk of shame was hilarious in season one and two because we everybody stayed at like the same hotel. So after games, like you know, you, you kind of get back. You obviously have the people who won, the people who lost. Man, I seen some heartbreak in that in that lobby, man. Some some definitely some old untold stories. Some of the stuff I seen with some anger, but it was definitely. Oh, yeah. I understand what you're saying. I understand you got to get separated. This year we had one of those like us. Uh, Terrible feeling, like you lose, had to go back. Now you now everybody standing in the lobby. Like it was like that last year for the playoffs too. Like guys just standing in the lobby. You go back, you just see people standing in the lobby. You first, you next, you next flight out the next day. Uh, so you're going through, and for some reason everybody up bright and early sitting in the lobby and they just watching you carry your bags. You don't even, I don't even want to look at nobody. I'm head down <laughs> like man, I can't believe this. It's it's definitely definitely terrible. Sure. Yep. Is it uh, is it perpetuating the gossip mill? I know like a lot of teams kind of like were formed or trades almost, you know, were developed and teams, you know, broke up in that hotel lobby because, you know, you're able to talk to people in person in ways where there's no receipts and stuff like that. Do you think like the hub is creating more like conversation between teams and players? Oh, yeah, 100 um, percent. Guys knew guys knew about the uh, six six thirty and Reezy trade before we even played. <laughs> like he played the whole tournament on that team, and they were saying he was traded then. So yeah, like so, <laughs> so so even going on that run into the finals, Reezy knew he was being traded right after that. Oh yeah, yes. oh yes. yeah, oh yeah, raw uncut, exactly what. what wow. We, we, yeah, yeah. Like we was we heard it. Like we like oh he traded, and they well, beat us. For the long-term uh, Uprising fans, we'll go back. Season two, when we were in Vegas, that's exactly what happened. I did a trade for Trey, for Jerry, a sick one for Jerry, or for, for sorry, All Hell Trey, on the flight to Vegas. And we both decided we would let the teams play out and we would tell them afterwards. And sure enough, I don't know, that league, there was that league leak that was just getting everything. And all of a sudden, Josiah Cohen, who wasn't with the Warriors at that time, he was like a beat reporter. He called me up. He's like, hey, what can you tell me about this trade for Jerry? And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. We play in an hour. And the next thing my phone starts getting blown up i'm at dinner i'm at breakfast with my girl and i'm just saying like you know the trade is out the trade is out and so now we and luckily we were there with north code because it created like one of the most dramatic episodes of north code that we ever made but we had to like literally go into the room and figure out you know an hour before we played whether we were going to play with trey or not given that he knew he was being traded afterwards the nice thing was at the time those tournaments had no bearing on playoffs it was just prize money so there was this notion that hey we could compete for money and it wouldn't actually affect standing so from a competitive integrity perspective we felt pretty good about it but that was like a complicated thing to deal with i can only imagine right now with that having actual playoff implications uh you know how hard it would be to kind of make that judgment call but you only have five guys right we had six back then so we could have actually swapped someone in for for trey so that's yeah. crazy i didn't know that that was out oh yeah it was it's it's, it's like like other like trade speculation being talked about like, you know everybody's just down the lo- in the lobby gossiping talking seeing what seeing what people think they even giving out knowledge like information on their own team so it's like <laughs> like it's, it's crazy like you'll see some crazy stuff in this league like like these dudes like it's it's definitely it's definitely crazy always right always fanta you mentioned it was a best of one um in that in that tournament mm-hmm. i mean you guys were looking real good heading into that tournament i it was fun fun watching and then um you know you get one best of one and it was against the sixers and they end up going on to the finals and like you guys look good for most of that game too so that must have been disappointing i know when i, I remember when i heard that it was going to be best of one um i really you know kind of pushed back and, and sent some messages saying like you need to make these tournaments bo3 but, but what do you think happened in that yeah. game because i mean you guys look like you could have won that game too 
I mean, uh, I feel like it's nothing but just a bunch of failed opportunities to take off. They were nervous off rip. They're making bad passes, going up with bad things, like being super fidgety and antsy. And uh, we got the stops on them. And uh, I, I feel like, uh, obviously, I, I always hold myself to like a take. Like I take a lot. Of, I feel like I at least hold myself to that standard too. I feel like, oh, I should have did this. I should have did that because I'm the PG. I have the ball. 80, like 80, 70% of the time. You know what I mean? So I just feel like it was a lot of uh, failed opportunities to completely take off and get that huge lead that we should have had while they were still shaky and nervous and blah, blah, blah. And we didn't do that. So then once they got some momentum going, now they're wild up. Now they're yelling at their seats and they have a little bit of a lead. So they're comfortable. Now they're like what people call front running, making plays they wouldn't usually make if they were in a like two point game, things like that. And, yeah, that's just how that happened. Uh, I feel like we could have did the same thing to them. I did, didn't execute correctly, but yeah, like you said, it's the best of one. Anything can happen. I think uh, we play that game again. Nine times out of ten, we win. We play best of three. I think we win. So uh, it's definitely tough, but I talked to sports team about it, or Harris. Uh, he basically told me it's kind of just like the energy, like those upsets that can happen. You know what I mean? When a weaker team just beats a team that – they would never beat in a series, but they beat them in that best of one. It's what keeps it a little bit entertaining in that first elimination round. Like you saw the Mavs knock out the Jazz first round. I don't think that happens in a series. So, um, mm. you know what I mean? Like just huge upsets like that. I feel like it does keep the league exciting. So I could understand what he was saying when he was explaining that to me. So it's obviously frustrating as a player flying across the country to play a 10-minute game. You know what I mean? And then it just being over if you lose. But... Like it's for the it's for the health of the league, so I 100% understand it. And uh, next time, we just have to be better and win. Yeah, you don't like, have to say I that. Like it the, should be a BO3. <laughs> I like the added mindset, bro. Where was this kid last year? What's going on? Undrafted. It's a good pickup. <laughs> <laughs> I like this kid. Fanta's, uh, yeah, he's like a, known as like a stage god, dribble god. Um, and with the league shifting to 3v3 this year, I think, you know, certainly that became part of what we were excited about uh, yeah, when crazy. we were looking at the draft board. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's a shame because, again, like you guys had all that momentum in fives and, and things were gelling. I mean, I'm in the group chat. I can see what's going on. You know, boot camp was a little rough, but it always is. Right. And that's what I was trying to tell you guys, like, give it time. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. You got to work through the kinks. Uh, and then you had all this momentum and then it's a BO1 and you lose to the eventual you know finalists uh, and then you don't get to play fives again. Right. And now all of a sudden it's, it's switching to 3v3 and it's it's unfortunate because I feel like the team had a lot of momentum. And then, you know, obviously uh, this qualification round for threes, you guys, you know, didn't make it into the tournament. But same thing. It like looked like you should be that team. Right. And I know you made a roster change uh, after the first set of games and, and you guys are actually looking pretty good. And, you know, you had to play a couple tough teams from the uh, the open qualifier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like it, it, it just feels like, you know, I don't think that the on paper results actually tell the full story right now as someone, you know, maybe I'm a little biased, but as someone who's kind of watching yeah. with a pretty keen eye. What can you say about 3v3? What's your thoughts so far on the 3v3 um, structure? For my biggest thing with that is uh, I, I take a lot of responsibility and I beat myself up so much, regardless of like the fact that they literally threw us into a like, a hell bracket. I'm not even sure like how Dre and them ended up in our bracket because they're literally on the other side of the East thing. Like they should be nowhere near us. But I mean, I'm not complaining. I feel like we had a bunch of winnable games. Like, and like I said, me as a PG, especially in 3v3, I have the ball not even 70% of the time. Now I have it 90% of the time. So it really comes down to me executing and uh, uh, 
just doing the little things, you know what I mean? So uh, I feel like a lot of it really just has uh, a lot to do. Like I did a lot of self-reflecting and watched it back like a couple times uh, last night. And I, I, I genuinely think that I just need to find like my sense of comfortability. Uh, you know what I mean? Like to play like me. I feel like a lot of people watching me that know me in the past or even even just my friends are calling me up after the game. Like, what are you doing out there? Like, why are, like, why are you dribbling like that? Like, why are you moving like that? Why are you not shooting the stuff you usually... Like, I just feel like uh, maybe a little bit of nerve still. Obviously, I'm a rookie. It's my first year. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of people in the chat looking forward to every time I play. So maybe I, I don't even, I don't even think it's the nerves are getting to me, but I really just need to find my sense of, like, me. And I feel like this this team will genuinely come together once they're, like, point guard is 100% comfortable and is uh, like doing what he got drafted for. So uh, that's kind of what I'm focusing on right now is just kind of finding my own pacing, finding my own balance, like not what's right on paper, what's right for this person or what looks good. Cause I feel myself doing a lot of copying of what other players are doing in the league, but I feel like I really need to just buckle down and find what works best for me. So uh, with this off time where other teams are playing in India, that's what I'm going to be focusing on. It's just a uh, three V three, et cetera. Like, 5v5, all that, just focusing on uh, myself and finding my own pacing and how I want to play. Well, man, it's a, it's a season is young. I know it probably feels like you guys have been oh, yeah. there forever already, but in the grand scheme of sports or professional gaming, I mean, you're a rookie and uh, you're, it's, it's yep. literally the beginning. So, you know, stay focused, keep it locked. Um, and well, and, and I same. Have another question. Yeah, go ahead, Phil. For both, I mean, it's really for both of you. Like, what what is the preferred method of playing uh, 5v5 or 3v3? Five. I prefer I prefer whichever one whichever one I can win the most money in. <laughs> okay. Whichever one. <laughs> you got a couple man, seasons under your belt, so yeah, that's honestly. That. Yeah, whichever one whichever one produces the most most money and most win. That's, All right. That's the one Simple I prefer. Enough. That's a, that's a simple way of looking at it. And, and Saint, for you, I mean, coming off of a really good T-Wolves team, and, you know, we certainly felt like one of the key, you know, pieces of that team. I know when we were scrimmaging against you last year, you know, really felt like you might be the best guy on the court. No disrespect to Bear and the guys, but, you know, to, to not be retained. I mean, we were excited. We traded up to bring you into the Raptors. And, and from what I'm hearing behind the scenes, I mean, you're delivering on all fronts in and out of games. So, you know, how does that, how does that feel? Like, how, do you feel like, you know, your game is really kind of clicking this year? Um, I, I always feel like I can, I can get better. Um, every year, every season I had in the league, um, my first year uh, was pretty solid. Um, second year I got better, was even better. My, my best season leading up to this point. Um, this year I still, I still feel like it's some points I can improve on. Um, like I try to, I try to work on different things in the off season too, to, uh, make sure, make sure I'm better at, by the time the season comes, that's, that's mainly what I, what I try to focus on in the off season. Um, but this year, I feel like I feel like I'm doing all right. Um, I'm like pretty solid, but uh, I feel like I can be better, and I and I will be better 100 percent going forward uh, to produce us wins. Because no matter what I'm doing, if we if we not winning, um, it's something I could be doing better than me and be working on. So that's how I look at it. Um, you know, this year, like last year I was like like I was winning, so I could say I was doing better this year. I'm not winning, so something I'm doing wrong where I need to just be able to bring more wins to the table for the team. It's a mature way of looking at it. Guys, we like hot takes around here. What's your, uh, to start with Fanta Fanta, what's your hottest take uh, right now uh, on the season? Oh, how 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 hot are we getting? <laughs> <laughs> All the way. 
We want to go viral. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, my hottest take would like like the most blunt, honest, like hottest take I could possibly give you that I really don't know if I should be saying. Okay, well, this has to be yeah, one degree cooler then. Okay, 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 okay. I I would just say it, it's a very it was a very tough year, like very interesting year for them to start three v three on. Uh, considering the fact of like the points they're trying to reach and the goals they're trying to achieve with it. Uh, I feel like uh, I like the idea. I love it. I hope they keep it up next year and uh, everything gets better in 3v3 next year. But just for like a little like knowledge going from like a viewer from like a streamer, like somebody who literally streams 3v3 for a living coming into this year, 3v3, the community, the atmosphere of it is at an all time low. It's not very like, good or have a huge skill gap at the moment so where so that's why a lot of when you look at 3v3 and you look at viewership you look at twitch all of that is on current gen still because next gen is just a very bad 3v3 like based game you know what i mean obviously it's playable no excuses like there's a hundred percent we should still be winning etc i feel like we're all playing the same game i should be playing it better than the next man but my hottest take like to really get things rolling would just be uh, I genuinely think next gen 3v3 is just god awful. Like it's just a, bu- a bunch of whites dropping, a bunch of random plugs. Like, like ah oh, man, it, it, it full bars, and then the next team comes down and hits a white. Like it's just so like fluky, and like anything can happen. It just doesn't feel like the better team wins. Like the majority of the time, it's more of just like who gets momentum and who runs with it. Like you know what I mean. Mm. So that that would have to be my hottest take on uh what's what i felt this season so strategically you like the idea of 3v3 for the 2k league it just was oh, yeah, uh, an unfortunate sure. year for it to be yeah. introduced yeah 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 for sure yeah i like it too so I, I, strategically i was super aligned i'm disappointed to see the the timeline and, and how much people kind of aren't embracing it in the league because i thought yeah. it was a smart pivot given how big your audience and other you know stage streamers audiences are it felt like a, a good lever to pull to try to grow the 2k league fan base yeah it was just like i like i said it's just all about timing you know what i mean if they would have did this last year people would have been so excited like you know their one 3v3 tournament i also participated in it uh I won the fan bracket to qualify to play in the league tournament, won two rounds in the league tournament and uh, lost. But yeah, yeah, that's like literally like that tournament was so fun. Annoying lie. All of them were playing in it. They ended up winning it. Annoying and lie team. And you see, it was just so hyped. Like everybody was in love with it because that's because 3v3 community was still peak. So the entire community are watching their favorite streamers like compete in this and they're it's super exciting uh it's just lacking the community support right now just because 3v3 itself like next gen 3v3 is not fond upon people really do not enjoy watching it you know what i mean for all the reasons that i just named so um yeah that's that's all that that's all that's well, going on right now. I feel a like good year for you personally then to find yourself into the NBA 2K League if it, if it really wasn't happening on 3v3 and you know saint what, what's oh, your yeah. hottest take oh perfect um <laughs> perfect hot yeah. take uh, oh, they got they just released the brackets for the turn. Um, got us winning the turn. My hot take, you got I like that hot take. First round exit, first round exit in the tip off. We didn't make uh, the tournament, um, the uh, the in person play for three on three. Uh, brackets released. Um, a couple teams that's in our bracket actually made the three on three tournament, give us a little uh, extra time to prepare and kind of get. Get back right, get back everything flowing. Um, 
I got us. I got. I got us winning it all. I feel like we should come out of. I should. I got. I feel like we should come out of um, our bracket in the play-in. Once we get there in person this time, uh, feel like feel like we're gonna. We're gonna I, I believe in us. We gonna figure it out, and we're gonna get it right in person. And get us. I actually love, I love that, that take one. because it'll be an easy callback for the net, for episode seven, right? So we could be yeah. kind of <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, right, well, how, how did them. this go? How did this take age? You know, what I'm how, how did this age? Yeah, out. yeah. Well, look, it's rarely the team that's hottest out of the gate that uh, that end up doing the best by the end, right? It's an iterative process. So, yeah. you know, I know it feels like a grind and, and the day-to-day emotions can get a hold of you when you're losing. I try to tell everyone, like, you work so hard to get in the 2K League, you think your dream is just to get in the 2K League. And most players are going to have a pretty negative experience just on the fact that they're going to lose. And it's tough. So you've got to be able to compartmentalize those losses. You know, just enjoy the experience for what it is and know that if you keep your emotions intact, that's going to give your, cha- your team the best chance to actually find it's groove by the end and all the money's at the end so you want to really find your rhythm you know at the end of it do you guys hear that that's uh, my doorbell no. that's Uh-oh. my doorbell once yeah thank you oh, i think his uber eats that's the uh as per usual that's the cue lunch has arrived i gotta oh, yeah. go eat because i'm starving so that's gonna wrap us up any last thoughts before uh we close out the pod today uh, um, I look forward look forward to uh, speaking back with you. Uh, hopefully, my take don't come back and bite me. But uh, I'm confident with it. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I feel like we can make something happen with what we got uh, heading forward. All right, guys. I know oh, you're yeah. busy. Thanks uh, for taking the time, Fanta. Last thoughts. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for. Uh, my, I mean, my last thoughts. Maybe to just add on to what you said. That is 100. percent Like, as a rookie coming in, like knowing that, like, oh, you're trying to make the league undrafted, make the league. Day, that mental aspect. It's real. So for the people trying to make it, people who are going to try to make it, just know like it, it's it's really like tough mentally, especially when you're such a competitive person. You really need to learn how to lose, and it really will like humble you and mature you as a person. So uh, that's that that's basically all I have to say. I appreciate you for having me. Uh, super excited to like I said, come back on Saints Hot Take, and uh, hopefully it comes true. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, hundred percent, man. We definitely look forward to uh, to revisiting that, and best of luck in the remainder of the season, Fanta Saint. Thank you uh, so much for giving us uh, some of your time. This was a great pod for sure. Shane as well, my my amazing co-host. But yeah, that'll wrap it for uh, you know episode six of the Raptors Two K podcast. Again, shout out to Uber Eats for sponsoring this. We can't wait to see you on the next one. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and take care. I have a good day. Hey Shane, let me, let me know how that uh, food tastes over there, man. You know, I'm big big food guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sure to. <laughs>